Welcome to another edition of Cross Coast Sports. Uh, it's just me and Noah today. Ad has class because he is a college student still. Sucking. Unlike us. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's going to be kind of a dark one today, to be honest. But we'll lighten it up at the end. A little bit. Um, let's just get straight into it. Yeah. And talk about probably one of the biggest NBA stories that we've had for a long time. Long time. Um, there was an ESPN article that came out about two weeks ago week and a half, two weeks, um, on the Suns owner, Robert Sarver. This was, it's, it's kind of insane. It's, if you get a chance to read it, it's a fantastic read. Probably yeah, about I a mean, 10 or 15 minute article. Highly, highly recommend reading the entire thing. It, it does take about 15, 20 minutes or so, but the details that came out in that article were shocking. Yeah, um, accounts from 70 current and former, a mix of current and former Suns employees, all with pretty damaging stories about yeah. Robert Sarver, um, from allegations of racism and him using the N-word on multiple occasions, many accounts of misogyny, and just a very lackluster HR department that led to a lot of workplace misconduct. Just was, a very, very toxic environment. Yeah. Um, so to talk about this, I want to ask a couple questions. Okay. The first one being, do you think the NBA is going to do a good job investigating this? And how do they go about doing it? And finally, we'll follow up with if they find if they find something, what happens? And if they don't find something, what happens? And what does this mean for the sun? Um, so to start, let's talk about um, how does the NBA go about investigating this? What are they doing right now? You know, I, it's, it's a really tough situation. I mean, the fact that there are contradicting statements in this article, because yes, 70 current and former Suns employees have, you know, came forward uh, very bravely and, and came after Robert Sarver and the awful things that he did. But at the same time, you know, James Jones, I don't remember exactly who else uh, has Kerr. defended him, but yes, yeah, Steve Kerr, there, there are many guys, like important guys in, in women in, the this whole scandal that are backing Robert Sarver up and you know I hope that Adam Silver and the NBA run a thorough very thorough investigation but I think that the fact that there are contradicting statements especially from the current Suns general manager it might make it difficult um you know I think it's in my opinion, it's pretty obvious that, you know, these employees are telling the truth. I mean, there are 70 of them. That yeah. That's pretty damning. Like, oh, yeah. there's 70 of these employees saying Robert Sarver is a racist. He's a misogynist. We have examples and witnesses of all of these events. But again, James Jones, Steve Kerr, others, they're saying, no, 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 this is not who he is. This is, he is a great guy. You know, there's a reason why the Suns made the NBA finals last year. He's a great owner. Like, listen, you can believe what you want. Personally, I think Robert Sarver is a fucked up dude uh, who's running an extremely toxic organization, especially within the HR department. That was a really, really hard thing to read for me just the fact that employees felt scared to go to their own HR department because of Robert Sarver. I mean, that's just, that's says everything you need to know right there. And again, I hope the NVA does a thorough investigation. I hope that they come up with, you know, enough evidence to put this guy away, fire him, whatever. But I think it's going to be a tricky situation. I I'm you know, I'm hopeful, but we'll see. Yeah, there's a couple of things here. First off, I thought, personally, I thought it was really, there, there's, sorry. The first kind of weird thing is I think someone whistle blew on this article before the article came out. 
Yeah. Um, because for those of you who don't remember, two weeks before the article, um, the Suns put out a huge uh, statement, huge couple of statements, mm-hmm. um, where they basically renounced all of this as garbage. And we're like, oh, this is a lie. This is defamation of character, all this stuff. Even in the article, uh, Baxter Holmes, credit to him, by the way, for doing a fantastic job, mm-hmm. um, mentions that he had to say certain things um, praising Sarver for the article to even be released. That alone, to me, is a red flag, just right off the bat. Yeah. The other thing that's, that's going to make this a little bit more difficult, not a little bit, a lot more difficult, is in the past, with these owners, you had tangible evidence. It's not just uh, uh, he said, he, she said. Um, You know, Donald Sterling, you had a voicemail with audio proof. And with the the Hawks owner, you had emails. With a lot of these investigations, you need some sort of tangible evidence. Otherwise, you can have uh, a lot of people behind the scenes saying, hush, or something's going to happen to you. And I think that's a very real issue that could arise here, especially if the NBA is not thorough. Um, I hope they are. I hope that the investigation team that they've hired to do this is going to be as thorough as they possibly can and try and really, I think it's especially important to, to get a lot out of the employees that are there yeah. right now. Because the other thing is, yes, James Jones has, has not criticized him. But how much do you know, how much does James Jones necessarily know about what's happened before? How much does Monty Williams necessarily know about what's happened before? Yeah. Um, and even, even if they do, how much do they know about what's going on behind the scenes? As a coach and a GM, how often are you in that aspect of the workplace? That's another thing that they'll have to look into. And look, I mean, if... If 70 plus people are lying, lying about Robert Sarver. Yeah. Sure. That's a pretty, that's a pretty elaborate scheme. (laughs) I, that, that's, that sucks for him. And, and I hope he recovers from that if that's what happened. But I mean, the likelihood of that is very low, especially dude. one of the incidents is him panting a guy in front of 60 employees. You think that's like, I doubt that all 60 of those employees are a part of the 70 that, that came out for this article. Yeah, well, I mean, even Sarver came out and said he remembers that incident. Like, it's it's a really fucked up situation. And I think it really shows um, you can really, I don't want to say get away with anything because we've seen that's not the case anymore. But you can really basically get away <laughs> with anything when you have money, power, and white skin. Like, it's, you know, it's a very, very scary thought to think that, you know, money and power will allow somebody to be this way. And we see it in the Washington football team, too. You yeah, know, we'll get, to, we'll get to that. Don't you worry. We will get to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but just to finish up here, if the NBA does find him guilty of all this, what happens to the Suns? Obviously, he sells the team. We know that. Yeah. Are there structural changes that are going to be made within the organization? Um, I mean, obviously this affects the players and the coaching staff. What happened sure. to James Jones? How complicit is he in all of this when, when it comes out? I mean, there could be a lot at stake here. Yeah, there, I mean, there certainly is a lot at stake. I think that, I mean, obviously it starts with the owner and that's plain and simple. Um, However, you know, if Sarver is removed, uh, I hope that, um, you know, the new owner comes in and and sees what kind of team the Suns have and and the general manager and coach that they have. They went to the NBA Finals for a reason last year, not because of Sarver. It's because they have a good foundation with good players and a good coach. And I hope that the next owner, whenever, if ever, comes in and, and sees that but again you know it might be tough to to get sarver out because it doesn't seem like he's just gonna step down willingly it i don't think it's one of those situations no um definitely i mean his wife has already sent 
messages to yeah. employees who she's found were involved in the case. Another thing, I'm just the, the the thing that gets me with this one is that they've gone out of their way so much for someone who says that they have nothing to do with this and they're not this kind of person. They've gone so far out of their way to not only it's one thing to try and to to try and get yourself away from the accusations but they've been pretty vehemently attacking the other side and yes a lot of times when that happens the the attacking party tends to be in the wrong yeah i agree and i think that you know we could just hope that the nba does a thorough investigation and and sees exactly what's going on because it really does seem like a very very toxic environment within the sun's organization yeah well speaking of toxic environments let's talk about the washington football team that's a good place to start (laughs) um as we get into the nfl here there's a lot to talk about with the nfl today we're going to get into power rankings and our picks later um but there's been a few stories in the last couple of weeks we've been out the last couple of weeks that i think we really need to get to um We'll start with the Washington football team because obviously that's the biggest one. And I think it has a lot more implications for the NFL than just Washington. What are your thoughts on it? I mean, listen, I think that we all know that the Washington football team organization has been run by a bunch of bozos for a really long time. Uh, Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen, you know, both – extreme racists uh, we know this um and obviously you know the toxic culture has come out in recent months and and the whole you know uh goodell situation i mean listen we've talked about it before i believe it's all connected um in some way somehow you know we don't know the full extent of it but right now it starts with the washington football team and we need to get to the bottom of that first before we move into everything else. Also, Julian, you sent out a tweet the other day. Yes, we need to fire Roger Goodell. 100%. That was the next that was the next place that I wanted to transition to here because Goodell has clearly got his hands dirty here. Yeah. And a multitude of other things. We'll get to other things that Goodell has done wrong in, in, in a minute. But in terms of this, I mean do you think Roger Goodell is a cover guy here? Yes, I do. I think that him and Bruce Allen slash Dan Snyder, I mean, I don't know if they've had a close relationship, but they've definitely been somewhat colleagues, you know, uh, since they've been within the Washington football team. And I think that, you know, knowing who Roger Goodell is, knowing who Bruce Allen and Dan Snyder are, I think there's a lot of collusion going on there. I think that, you know, Roger Goodell is covering something up that is there, you know? There's been stuff that have come out, but I think that there's a lot more that we don't even know the extent of. Yeah, I'm I'm with you here. I kind of think that this is just the tip of the iceberg. And if they do eventually release this report, I think there's going to be a lot more stuff that comes out about Roger Goodell in the past as well. Yes. I mean, Noah is referencing the tweet. Um, we tweet. We're, we're trying to get f- hashtag Fire Goodell t- trending on Twitter. If you listen to the show, please get it. Trend. Please. I mean, oh this dude God. has to go. He's awful for the game of football. To bounce off of how he's awful for the game of football, let's talk about the fines and Aaron Rodgers. Look. Aaron Rodgers, for those who don't know, um, earlier in, it was July or August, I think, he had an interview. By the way, um, huge criticism. Whoever did that interview was terribly negligent because if someone (laughs) says, I've been immunized, you have to ask a follow-up question there. That's like basic journalism right there. Um, But immunized does not mean vaccinated. No. (laughs) The, the thing that gets me is they knew he petitioned, he petitioned to the NFL to, yeah. to, to see if this was a valid treat. They said no, and yet they still allowed him to break the mask protocols. Yep. And the Packers got a COVID outbreak. I'm sure he's partially responsible for that. Yeah. And 
his fine, all that came out of it, um, he missed the game because of COVID. He'll probably be back on Saturday. Yeah. And he was fined $14,000, which is less than C.D. Lamb was fined for having his jersey uncut. Think about yeah. that. Think about that. Breaking the rules for eight straight weeks and causing an outbreak in your team gets you fined less money than having your jersey untucked two weeks in a row. I mean, I'm just, come on. I'm just sitting here shaking my head. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, what? I I cannot for the life of me understand why C.D. Lamb was fined for having his jersey untucked. Like, why does that matter? Every single player has his jersey untucked. It doesn't. Like, I mean, there's there's a multi. I mean, there's that. There's also the fact that we had a, a ref hip check a player, throw a flag, and that was apparently okay. I mean, that was that was the dumbest thing I have ever seen. I I, I didn't see. Um, was that Monday Night Football? I think it was, that was Monday. Night. Yeah, Monday night football, because obviously it's at 3 a.m. for me because I'm in Israel right now. But I woke up the next morning and I was looking at all the highlights and whatnot. And then I went on Twitter and I saw Cassius Marsh was trending on Twitter. And I was like, hmm, former Cardinal, what happened there? (laughs) Then I saw the video. I was like, dude, are you fucking kidding me right now? What is that bullshit? It's just ironic to me that for a league that has so many by-the-book rules for how to play the game, that the top, for for the guys at the top who are not playing the game, there's no rules. Yeah, It's just mind-boggling to me. Um, It makes sense. I mean, Adam Thielen came out the other day and said they're taking the fun out of the game, which they are. They are. Taunting and talking shit is a part of football. You can't get rid of it. I understand you don't want guys like pushing each other or shoving each other after the play and instigating a fight. That's one thing. But to not let a guy like let out a little emotion after making a big play, if you're the one who get here, here, here's my response to, 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 to that, to, if, to, you know, not retaliating that, if you don't want the guy to celebrate like that, make the play. Yeah. You don't want to catch his marks celebrating a sack block. It's simple. Play better football if you don't want to see guys celebrate. It's – I just don't understand it. Also, I don't remember the ref's name, but he definitely backed into Cassius Marsh. It was so clear. <laughs> um, but, God, that that is just such bullshit. I mean, Cassius – he didn't even say anything to the bench. He was just staring at the bench. Yeah, he, he, he didn't walk all the way over to the bench. No! No, he didn't do anything! I mean, a, I mean, if, if a two-second, not even two-second, if one second of eye, eye contact gets you a flag, I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, I'm not going to stop watching, watching football because I love football, but, like, God, it's just so much less fun with all these stupid-ass taunting penalties. Like, why is that the rule that's enforced this year? Like, Huh? You got three guys on the Cardinals out with concussions this week, and you're worried about taunting. Yeah, let's 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 do better there. Um, moving on to our last story, I want to talk about the Raiders, which is a little bit more sad. Yeah. Um, I I really feel for Henry Ruggs, from a sense that he's a majority of his life is probably gone now because what happens? Yes. Yes. Now. To, to go the other way, A, the NFL has a, a – for all the criticism we've given the NFL, they actually have something in place to, to prevent drunk driving. They have a 24-7 Uber line for NFL players. Yeah. That's the first thing. Second thing, 156 miles an hour is – Ungodly. My, I, dude, my I, car – my car can't even. I've tried. My car can't even get within fifty miles of me. That's. It's, I, I don't know how. It's um, just. Yeah. Keep going. Sorry. Go ahead. And and obviously the fact that you're doing that impaired, and with someone in the car with you, with a gun in the car with you. I mean, look. It's 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 everyone's right to 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 have a gun in the car with them if if you're in an open carry state. I get that, but. 
if you're planning to drink and you're or you're planning to drive, I would be very just just don't do that. Yeah. There's so many things wrong here. Um, and then we've got Damon Arnett, oh, the other idiot. Raiders first round pick. What an who idiot. threatened a fan. I mean, you saw did you see the DMs? Yeah, I saw him. It's in a dude's DMs. I thought so. So I'll be honest, when I first saw the story, I thought he was just like on social. I, I didn't see the video, any of that stuff. I just thought that he was out doing whatever and was just like i got guns blah 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 mm. but no he's straight up to a to a fan like just <sighs> grinds my gears man there's just yeah there's a lot of shit going on uh first off let me start off with henry ruggs listen yes i feel for the guy sure he was he was an ascending talent but plain and simple, don't drink and drive. Don't don't yeah. do it. It's yeah. I have yeah no. I never ever get into the car with somebody who's had more than a sip of alcohol. It's just yeah. it's not worth it. It's not it's worth, never it. worth it. It's no. never worth it. I mean, and we we saw what happened, and he was going 156 miles an hour down a residential street, and I, listen. Every part of this story is just fucked up. And he's yeah. he's lucky he's alive. Yes, that's 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 the other thing. I don't know how I hope is I hope the, the woman in the car with him whose girlfriend's okay as well. Is she I, I haven't heard about that. So is she doing okay? First off, I want to send out, you know, love and prayers to the woman who and the dog who died. Very, very sad. Um, you know, they, you know, there's nothing they can do about that. It was just, you know, a stupid guy who decided to drink and drive and drive 150 miles an hour. Like, um, very sad, very sad story. Um, but yeah, the woman who uh, Henry Rugg, Henry Ruggs' girlfriend was in the car. She's uh, suffered actually a lot more severe injuries than Ruggs, but she's in stable condition, um, which is good to hear. Um, good to hear. But Ruggs, I mean, obviously his NFL career is over. He's going to be in jail for two to 20 years. We don't know. Um, it's up to 50 now, apparently. Oh, wow. Up to 50. Yeah. He, he might get that. I mean, we don't know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, it's sad. He was an ascending talent, and he decided to do a stupid thing, and now his life is over, you know? You hate to see someone throw their life away at the expense of another person's life. Yeah. That's not fair. It's not fair to anyone. It's really sad. All right. And, and then, sorry, just one more thing. The Damon Arnett thing. I mean, just what a fucking idiot. Like he's, it's a fan. Just stop texting. Just stop it. Don't show off your guns. Don't do that shit. You weren't even a good player. Just like. (laughs) You you know, it's a better way to get the fan to shut up. Go out on the field and ball the fuck out. Yeah. That's how you get people to shut up. Yeah. That's how you got to do it. Too bad he couldn't. He's he was a terrible quarterback. <laughs> um, before we get into the uh, power rankings, I do real quick just want to give a huge praise to Derek Carr because yes. yes, he has been nothing. I mean, the dude has had to go through a head coach who got fired, who's the fall guy for all the races and all that shit, yep. which justifiably so. Still doesn't help Derek Carr. And then to have one of your good young receivers have that happen, do that, make that poor of a decision, that that's tough. No. And the way he handled it was pure class. And I want to commend him for that. He is – I mean, I saw the the press conference after the Rugs incident. I think he might be the best leader in the NFL after that. I genuinely do. I mean, the way he just like held himself up and said, listen, he needs love right now. If no one else is going to give it to him, I will. That That is the definition of a great leader. Yeah. So with that great leader comment, let's get into the great leaders of the NFL and our power. Ah. <laughs> Good segue. Um, let's go. Let's just go. Should we do top 10? Oh, yeah, all the way through. Okay. 
Yeah, we're, no, no, we're, we're doing top 10. Let's go all the way okay. through our top 10s. Okay, okay. And then gotcha. um, we'll analyze rank by rank why our team is there. Okay. Sound good? Yeah, sounds good, man. You want to you start or you want me to take it first? Yeah, sure. I'll, uh, do you want me to say like one and then you say one or just go through it all? I should just go through it all just, and then okay. we'll, we'll go one to 10 individually. Okay. All right, so... You know who I have at number one. It's the Arizona Cardinals. They're the best team in the NFL right now. I mean, they just put it to the Niners with their starting quarterback, top two wide receivers out, and the starting running back going out on the first play. Plus, J.J. Watt was out as well. I mean, they put it to the Niners. The Niners did no chance in that game. Yeah, Very, very clear and obvious why they're the number one team. I won't spend as much time on all the other teams, but just wanted to just, just go through and we'll explain. Yeah. Uh, so at two, I have the Packers. Uh, at three, I have the Titans. Four, I have the Buccaneers. Five, I have the Rams. Six, I have the Bills. Seven, I have the Ravens. Eight, I have the Cowboys. Nine, I got the Browns. And 10, sneaking in, I got the Patriots. Interesting. We have yeah. a lot of variety here. Well, this will be an interesting discussion. Okay. Um, so for mine, I also have the cards at number one. That's pretty much the only thing we have in common here. <laughs> um, I've got the Titans at two, okay. Rams at three, Bucks at four, Cowboys at five. Yeah, I know. I have the Cowboys higher than you. Crazy. Wow. Um, Bills at six, Ravens at seven, Packers at eight, um, Chiefs at nine, and the Steelers sneaking in at number 10. Wow, so Packers at nine or at eight. eight, sorry. Yeah. So wow. let's go bottom up. Number 10, you got the Pats. I do. Why? I think that the Pats, their losses this year have been very tough losses. I think it's also, you know, a mark of just having a rookie quarterback lead your team, you know, He's getting used to the NFL. I mean, he's been the best rookie quarterback so far. Um, but I, I really like what the Pats have been doing over the past couple of weeks. Their defense is really good. I mean, they have Bill Belichick as their coach. <laughs> That's already enough. Um, you know, their offense still needs work. But Mac Jones has looked really, really consistent. Um, they have a solid running game led by Damian Harris. And um, uh, what's Stevenson? Is that his name? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember his first name, but the Stevenson guy. <laughs> um, and then, you know, their wide receiver and tight end core isn't, you know, it's not elite, but it's serviceable. And I think that the Pats, you know, they're only, I think, half a game behind the Bills in the AFC East right now. They've been playing good football. That's why I have them at 10. I, I don't hate the Pats. Honestly, they're probably 11 for me. Okay. The thing I like about the Steelers is I think their defense is the best defense in the NFL right yeah, it's close, yeah. <laughs> but unhealthy. I mean, you look at a couple of their losses early in the season, and I think it comes down to a lot of their guys were out for a couple of those games. And Big Ben is not a world beater anymore. We know that. But they still have elite receivers. Najee Harris is coming in the form. Yeah. And I think Big Ben is good enough to get one more postseason. So, look. It'll be close. Both of these teams, I think, are going to, to be in the playoffs um, as wild card teams. But I just think the Steelers are a more complete team, a more cohesive team, whereas the Pats are kind of an up and coming team. Especially, can, I mean, the one thing the Pats do have going for them, they play in the AFC East, um, <laughs> which means they have four games combined against the Bills and the Jets. And the Steelers don't have an easy game in their division, which I think is definitely going to hurt them. Yeah. Um, but I think that overall, they're just they're just a better team. I mean, listen, the Steelers' defense is elite. We know that. You know, I'm still not that high on their offense. Big Ben has been playing better as of late. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I have the Steelers at 13 right now, you know, not far behind. So, yeah. Uh, so, who, who did you have at number nine? Again. Nine's an interesting one. You have the Browns. I've I got do. the Chiefs. So really, you have the yeah. Chiefs in your top ten. I'll talk you through it because I think that there is some validity behind this. Okay. Despite how garbage 
and 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 underwhelming the Chiefs have been all season with everything going wrong. They're five and four. Like we're talking about them like they're this two and six out of the playoffs garbage team. They have Pat Mahomes and they're five and four. And their division is not that good. Let's be honest. The Raiders are falling apart with all the stuff that's going on. You Look, Derek Carr's a fantastic leader, but you can't tell me that stuff is not impacting that team. No, of course. I, I, it has to be. Right? Um, the Broncos, let's be real. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I mean, you're pretty happy with the Broncos just because they put it to the Cowboys this past week, but oh, yeah, they're, gotten, not, they're not a good team. No. Um, they'll struggle with the Eagles this week. Yeah. That's going to be an interesting game. And they traded um, Von Miller. And they just traded their best defensive player, Von Miller. Um, Jerry Judy's been good for them since he's been back, which has been helpful. Yeah. But I just, they're not inspiring. And the Chargers have an issue. Yeah. Um, they're not a very strong team. Yeah. They're kind of a soft team. I mean, one of the league's worst run defenses. And they Austin Eckler has not had as much success running the ball the last four weeks as he did the first four weeks. Yeah. And their line play is not good enough, in my opinion, to get them to the playoffs. So by default, I think the Chiefs are the best team in the division here. I mean, listen, I think that they're the best team in the division. <laughs> I actually have the Chiefs at 18. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I have them low. I mean, listen, they... they they have played some bad teams close. They almost lost to an Aaron Rodgers Packers team. They almost lost to the Giants. Listen, I am not high on the Chiefs right now. I know they're five and four. I'm not high on them. But the reason I have the Browns, right? I just, I like the Browns. Chubb is healthy again. Hunt will be back soon. Uh, you know, the run game is starting to pick up again, which is the, you know, the backbone of this team. Their defense is getting healthy. OBJ is gone, which clearly somehow helps Baker Mayfield. I don't know what is going on in his his head, but that is very good for Baker Mayfield. But, I mean, listen, with all the OBJ shit that came out this past week and everyone, you know, jumping on the Bengals bandwagon and whatnot, and they come out and just smack it to the Bengals just put an absolute beat down on them that's why I have them in the top 10 right now I get that but I'm not that high on a Bengals team that just lost to the Jets no I'm not listen I'm not saying the Bengals are a good team I'm just saying you know there was all this hype around them this season and the Browns knew about it obviously and they just like came in put a beat down showed why they were one of the top teams coming into the season they did that the thing with the browns for me is they haven't done that on a consistent basis no they've been very hit or miss and i mean we thought they were going to run the steelers over a couple of weeks ago and and they didn't look very good at all um we uh, it's funny we didn't even mention the obj thing until now with all the crazy stuff that's going on (laughs) that was a big deal by the way he could go to the chiefs that would be a yeah, big deal. I, I will say if he goes to the Chiefs, I think the Chiefs will automatically jump into my top 10 because the thing with the Chiefs is they need another playmaker to be good again. They lost they Sammy Watkins, and we saw what happened. I mean, Miko Hardman has not been what they thought he was going to be. And no. Deshaun Robinson, and him and Deshaun Robinson are Demarcus. Demarcus, goodness gracious. Um, yeah. They're just burners. Yeah. And – Tyreek Hill's also a burner, but yeah, he's more he's developed into more than that. He's um, a playmaker. Yeah, he's he's turned into a playmaker. He he came into the league as a burner, but he's turned into a playmaker. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with the Browns, the thing the thing for me is again, they play in that tough NFC North. And AFC. I think that's gonna hurt them going forward. I think they're I think they're if they can get into the playoffs, I think they'll make noise. But with all that crowd and this and that division, I'm I'm not sure about their playoff chances, to be honest with you. Well, first off, AFC North. But anyways. I, I, <laughs> I, I um, always switch my conferences. Yeah. Um, no, I just like the, the Browns because they're getting healthier. Pretty simple. They have been hurt most of the season. Um, but 
Anyways, let's move on to our eighth here. Um, I have the Cowboys there. Uh, listen, coming in to this week, they were one of the best teams, the NFL. Stephen A. Smith had them as the NFC favorites. And then they go down 30 nothing to the Broncos, and you're like, oh, shit. They're really not that good. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> listen, they're a good team. They're a really, really good team. Dak is fantastic. He had his worst game of his career last year. I'm, I'm not too – or last week, sorry. I'm not too worried about it. Um, but the, the reason I have them lower this week is just because they just got beat by the fucking Broncos. I mean, that's, you know, that's why. But who, who do you have at eight again? I've got the Packers. Um, so the reason I've got the Cowboys higher is I kind of think that this is just one of those games that happens. Remember, Dak's coming off an injury. Yeah. To that point, the fact that Mike McCarthy played him in the fourth quarter down 30 <laughs> to nothing that is laughable. so dumb. That was so laughable. dumb. Um, but the thing with the Packers to me is I think that this Rodgers thing is going to affect the team chemistry. Mm-hmm. I know he's still Aaron Rodgers. I know he's still it's, it's still his last year. I still think they're going to make the playoffs and, you know. But when you have something like this that's – so get so much press and don't put so much emphasis on bad emphasis on the head coach and the coaching staff and especially Rogers himself. I think it's affecting. Them. And I just don't see them being the juggernaut that they were a couple of weeks before. I mean, yes, they just came off a game where they beat the Arizona Cardinals, but Going forward, I do I, I I know this may seem like I'm just basing this off of this thing, but I I am. I'm gonna do that. I, I think that things like these can hurt a team, especially when you're running as well as they were. So yeah. that's why I'm I mean I completely disagree, but I guess it's just like a wait and see type of thing. You know, we'll just yeah. we'll see what happens. I'm look, I may have to adjust. In a few weeks, if Aaron Rodgers comes back and throws for 15 touchdowns and no picks, <laughs> but I'm prepared to do that. Um, seven, who you got? I got the Ravens at seven. Yeah, agreement. Yeah, Ravens. They're they're a weird team. You know, they're good, but they're not good. But they're good, but they're not good. Like they're they're just like a consistently solid team. Yeah. I mean, they have good coaching. Obviously, if they have Lamar Jackson, they need to fix the problem of falling behind in games. They can't do it every single week. But listen, when you have Lamar Jackson on the team, that's all you need. <laughs> I mean, look, we, we know what the Ravens do. Yeah. The Ravens run the ball, whether it's their quarterback or their running back, and they play good defense. Yeah. And we've t- people have talked about in years past, that's a formula for winning. Um, but I think this year... I don't know about their chances getting through the AFC with that being their only option, especially if they don't have home field advantage. And if you get behind in a road game and are forced to air it out, I don't think they can do that. I don't know. I mean, Lamar Jackson has shown that he can throw the ball, but again, like you said, like there's just something about this Ravens team that just doesn't excite me that much. Yeah. I I feel that. I think you think they're going to run the division. Um, this division is so hard to predict. I, all the teams are just like very up and down. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I still have them as the favorites to win the, the AFC North just because they do it pretty perennially. Yeah. And they, I think that they, the running style that they play is good against the teams that they're playing against in that division. Yeah, that's true. For me. Yeah. Um, on to number six, who you got? I got the Bills at six. Uh, listen, I still think that they're one of the best teams in the NFL. Uh, I just think they had, you know, a clunker of a game. It happens, you know. Sucks that it was against the fucking Jaguars. I mean, it's it's pretty <laughs> embarrassing to not score a touchdown against the Jaguars. But listen, I have full faith in the Bills to, to run it back and, and fix it up and they're a good team. They're a good football team. That's that's why I have them at six. Yeah, I'm with you. I think that the reason, if you look at the last couple of weeks, a big key that they were missing is Dawson Knox. Yeah. If you look at the first few weeks of the season, Dawson Knox was playing really well, and the Bills' offense was playing really well. 
And if you look at the last couple of weeks, they've had no Dawson Knox and they've struggled against the Dolphins and they couldn't score a touchdown against the Jags. Yeah. He's back this week or next week. So I think going and they are the they've had they have I was I was talking about the Steelers having the best the Bills actually have the best defense in the league so far this yeah. year. Um you you also have the Bills at six? Yeah, I also have the okay. Bills at six. Okay. Um I think that they're the second best team in the AFC right now behind the yeah. Titans. Obviously, you agree with that. Yeah. Um, I think that look, if Josh Allen can have a great playoff performance, they've got a chance to go to a super. Oh, absolutely. A real I mean, chance to go to a Super they're, they're a deep team. Yeah. On both sides of the ball. Yeah. I mean, their running backs aren't great, but they do the job. Yeah, they're fine. Number five, who you got? Got the Rams at five. Um, okay. Listen, Rams, again, one of the best teams in the NFL, but they just got shit on by the Titans at home. I like on Sunday night football, no less like, listen, they're, they're going to, they're going to be fine. Matt Stafford is a great quarterback. He made some stupid decisions in that game, but he'll fix it up. Rams are a good team. They got Von Miller who didn't play in that game, but they're, de- Oh God, I'm so scared of their defense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you look at the names alone on their defense. Yeah. I mean, in each major position, they have a superstar yeah. on the D line. They have the best D lineman in the NFL, Aaron Donald. Mm -hmm. Linebacker, the best linebacker in the NFL, Von Miller. Cornerback, the best cornerback in the NFL, Jalen Ramsey. I mean, they've got enough other guys to fill in there. I honestly think that 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 Titans loss comes down to Stafford on Friday. Yeah, probably. Um, We'll see if that becomes an issue in the playoffs because obviously (laughs) the playoffs is all primetime. Yeah, I mean, um, he's played, what, two playoff games in his career? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he doesn't have a playoff when he played for the Detroit Lions. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I personally have the Cowboys at five. Okay. Um, Because, obviously, I had the Packers further down. Yeah. I think that the other four teams on this list are either going to win their division or just straight up better on both sides of the ball. Yeah. The thing that the, about the Cowboys that's impressed me this year, um, two things. One, Zeke, and two, their defense. Yeah. I think you can't, you can't deny that Zeke has had a couple of pretty lackluster years. And until Tony Pollard came for his job, it was looking like he was going to get replaced. But he can't he, – credit to him because he said, no, this guy's not taking my job. I'm Zeke. Yeah. And he's come I back mean- and – yeah, I mean, I was just going to say, you know, I've always been a fan of Zeke. Uh, I think he's always been a really good running back. But I think you're right. I think the fact that Tony Pollard just kind of came in and was just like, yeah, man, I'm, I want to take your job. And that just kind of motivated Zeke. And, you know, it's helped the Cowboys a lot, obviously. Yeah. And Micah Parsons on that defense has been a huge yeah. addition for that. He's been great. Also, can we stop giving so much hype to Trayvon Diggs? He's not a good cornerback. No, he got picks early in the season. He's a he is a ball hawk. I'll give him that. Yeah, sure. Sante Samuel vibes. Oh my god, he gets burned on so many balls. He's just not good. I'm sorry. No, he's not. Uh, No. The thing is, is is their defense coupled with Mike Mike McCarthy is the reason that I don't think they're going to win the NFC. Um, but I think they want to. I. I hate to say this, but I think they'll win a playoff game. Yeah, they're um, a good team. They're a good team. Number four. I got the Bucks. Yep. Yeah. I agree you all, there. Yep. I mean, listen, they're coming off a bye week. It's hard to judge teams off a bye week, but they got time. Tom Brady, probably the current leader in NFL MVP voting. Like, what more do you need to say? Their offense is elite. Their defense is great. There's not much to say here. It's The Bucks are a great team. Yeah, they're they're the the reason that they're at four is because the other teams are more complete than they are. Yeah. Um they do have a secondary issue, which could become a problem against a team like the Cards or the Rams that are very pass happy in the playoffs. Yeah. But they have Tom Brady. Yeah. That's all you need. <laughs> all you need. Oh, uh number three, you've got the Packers, right? No, I have the Titans at three. Oh, you've got really. I have the Titans at three. 
You have yeah. the Packers at two. Interesting. Okay. Why are the, the Titans at three? I have the Titans at three because, listen, I think that the two losses they have on the season, one is to the Cardinals in week one, um, and the other is to the Jets. The Jets. Um, well, they didn't have anybody. They were playing without, like, 90% of their team yeah, that game. Yeah, it was a tough game. But, I mean, listen, they are a great team. I mean, that defense is finally good. Finally. Uh, listen, losing Derrick Henry for the season sucks. I mean, you can't replace that. I don't care if you sign Adrian Peterson. You can't replace Derrick Henry and what he's been doing. Um, Tannehill's been, been, you know, Tannehill. Uh, A.J. Brown and Julio Jones are finally getting balls to them and, and making plays. And the offense is good. The defense is good. They are just a good good football team and i would be scared if i was in the afc of the titans in the playoffs you think they're the afc favorites right now yes i do i i yeah i agree on that i am at two because they're the best team i i put the best team in the afc over the best team in the nfc it also helps that i have the rams at three and we just watch them demolish the rams on sunday night yeah. um i mean that's also why i have the rams at five <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have the Rams at three because I think that despite them being in a division, despite them being the second best team in their division with Von Miller now, they just have so much talent. Yeah. And Sean McVay is one of the best head coaches in the NFL. Yeah, he's, he's I mean, I remember people were doubting him after the Super Bowl. Oh, he's not going to be able to do this every year. People are going to figure him out. Not true. He doesn't need a first round pick. <laughs> Who needs Todd Gurley? We could have Darrell Henderson. Exactly. God, Todd, <laughs> Todd Gurley fell off a fucking cliff. That's crazy. It it's kind of crazy because one year he was like the star back and they went to the Super Bowl. The next yeah. year disappears off the face of the earth and they're not missing him. Yeah, it doesn't matter. No. All right, on to number two. You've got the Packers. I do have the right? Packers. Yep. I, why is that? Listen, I know that the Aaron Rodgers situation is, is really weird and could affect their chemistry, but at the same time, he's Aaron Rodgers. Like, he's one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history, and he's, he's been doing it again this year. He's coming off an MVP season, and he's looked maybe even better this season. He has been phenomenal. I mean, Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Aaron Jones. The offense is loaded. Defense, you know, it has its issues, but it's stout enough to, to give Aaron Rodgers a chance to win. And that's all you need on a defense. If you have enough defense to give Aaron Rodgers a chance to win a football game, you're most likely going to win a football game. That's why I have the backers at two. That's fair. I personally don't because I just – I think that the other offenses are so good, coupled with the fact that the whole COVID thing. The other offenses at the top are so good to me that I think the Packers' defensive deficiencies aren't good enough to have them above a couple of these teams. Mm -hmm. um, and then obviously because of the COVID stuff. I, honestly, without the COVID stuff, they'd probably be four. Okay. Um, but with it, you know – Travel. They're also they're also the only team to beat the Cardinals and without Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard and Mar Marquez Valdez Scantling as well. Look, that was they had a great game that week. Yeah, I, I'll give them that. But I come back to the chemistry issues, and I don't know how consistent that defense can be. Yeah. And you have the Titans. I have the Titans. Um, I know they lost Derrick Henry but it had no impact on them last week no, against one no. of the best teams in the NFL. No. The other reason I have them at two is I know they lost week one to the Cardinals, but they've beaten everyone else on their path and they have not had an easy schedule. Yeah. Um, I mean, week in, week out, we look and we're like, oh, the Titans are probably going to have a tough one this week. And they pull it through. And I know that I know I talked about I criticized the Packers defense and the Titans defense is peanuts compared to that. Um, yeah. But Mike Vrabel is a defensive guy yeah. and I trust him to get the job done. They're the favorites in the AFC. So based on that alone, I figured that I should have him as the second best team in the NFL. 
Okay. I mean, listen, I I don't mind putting the Titans at two at all. I just like having the Packers at two right now. I just think they're a better football team. But anyway. Not for your, not for your happy hour. We get to praise the Cardinals for the next couple minutes. I mean, um, listen, is there any <laughs> is there anything else to say? Colt McCoy. I mean, come on, man. Dude, this team is so good. The thing to me about the Arizona Cardinals is that nothing seems to phase them. No. Nothing. I mean, every week, teams count them out. Week one, I'm sure nobody in their right mind thought they were going to beat that Titans team. No. They win a couple of other games that, you know, whatever. They go to the Rams. Oh, the Cardinals are frauds. They beat the brakes off the Rams. They killed the Rams. Beat the brakes off of them. Now, the Packers game was, I think, an anomaly. That was a tough game. I mean, that listen, listen, they didn't even, they, okay, yes, they probably should have lost that game, but they had a chance to win that game. Yeah, I mean, if, if Kyler, Kyler Murray was not on the same page with his receivers a couple of times that night. Yeah. And I think it cost them. I don't yeah. think that's going to be an issue going forward, of course. No. Um, but, I mean, on both sides of the ball, they have guys – I mean, they generate some uh, a high amount of sacks. They have a phenomenal got, uh, a phenomenal safety in Buda Baker. Yep. I mean, Isaiah Simmons is an all-around guy. They don't even have J.J. Watt, and we're not the, even noticing. The um, Cardinals' defense might be one of the most underrated units in the NFL. In the NFL. It's so good. <laughs> Completely agree. And Kyler Murray is capable of taking this team in the great heights. Yeah. I've doubted him in the past. I have. I'm not going to disagree with myself on that. I'm not going to deny it. I have said bad things about Kyler Murray because every time <laughs> I seem to watch him play, he plays bad. I think I have a like Kyler Murray jinx. I can't watch any of his games. <laughs> um, but I mean, the Cardinals are the best team in the NFL right now. It's yeah. not even a question. When I was making my list, the first thing I did in pen was Cardinals at number one without even looking yeah. at anything. That's that's how good they've been this year. Yeah, they're a great football team. And I, oh, it makes me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's uh, move on to picks. I think yeah. we hammered the, the top 10 pretty well. I think we have yeah. a, good, a good balance and mix of top 10s. Some arguments yeah. can be made various ways, but nothing – too outlandish i don't think yeah yeah but uh um, i think i think we should probably go through these picks pretty pretty quickly uh i spent yeah. a lot of time on the power ranking so oh, yeah. we don't really need to go in depth into the games you know i mean look it's the mid all right let's run through them kind of quickly then maybe give a little blurry ravens dolphins i got the ravens yeah i got the ravens too no no okay no questions there adam um, adam also has the ravens Adam also has – oh, before – wait, real quick. Before we standings. dive into this, we got to go into the standings. Standings, because sorry. Because despite three – three my three worst weeks, I, I'm somehow still in the lead. I really – thank you, Tony Corrente, because um, <laughs> if it wasn't for Tony Corrente, we would have a tie between me and Noah right now. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so standings real close now. Julian is still in the lead at 86 and 50. I'm right behind at 85 and 51. And Adam is right behind at 84 and 52. So getting real close. But uh, let's uh, let's get into some picks for this week. Uh, what, what was the next game here? Falcons-Cowboys. Falcons-Cowboys. I got the Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys are going to bounce back. Um, no questions about that. Saints-Titans. Well, we have to say Adam's pick. Oh, who did Adam pick? Adam got the Falcons. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Anyway. Um, Titans Saints, who you got? I got the Titans. Pretty plain and simple. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to bank on Trevor Simeon. No. Yeah. Adam also has the Titans. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jags Colts. I got the Colts. They're just a better team. Jags are winless on the road. On top of that, I don't see them getting their first win here. Yeah. Yeah. Adam also has the Colts. All right. Browns, Pats. This this is one of the better games of the week. I'm taking the Browns. I think that they're going to take the momentum from last week and, and beat the Pats here. Yeah, I agree. Plus, the Pats suck at home. One for at home. True. Uh, key stat. 
Yeah. Um, I'm going to also take the Browns. Yeah. Adam is also taking the Browns. Well, this doesn't help anything with the standings. <laughs> <laughs> Bills, Jets. I, Bills, not much to say. If Dawson Knox doesn't play, it could be a trap game. Mm. Um, and I've been, you know, what's sad is the one mm. week I didn't pick the Jets. They won. Yeah, that's true. I should, you guys, you guys peer pressured me out of man. Fair play. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I don't think the Bills are going to take that Jacksonville loss lightly. No. <laughs> they're the New York Jets. <laughs> I don't. I don't care if Mike White is starting. I love Mike White. Yeah. 500 yards for Mike White over under. Oh, my. oh under. Easy Come over. on. Come Easy on. over. 500 yards, ah. five TDs, and a loss. <laughs> yeah. Adam, Adam is also taking the Bills here. All right. Um, Lions, Steelers. Steelers, I'm not taking the winless Lions. Yeah. These are some mismatches. There's a lot of mismatches this week. Yeah, um, I'm also going to take the Steelers. The Lions, I honestly, everyone thought the Lions' best chance to win was against the Eagles, and yeah, uh, no. <laughs> that went well. <laughs> yeah, not not even a little bit. I'm guessing Adam has the Lions. Yes, Adam has. Uh, yes, yes, he has the. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. Um. So Adam's also got the Steelers. Yep. Bucks. Washington, a rematch of the playoff game. Taylor Heineke masterpiece. Oh God, the Bucks are coming off the bye. I'm taking the Bucks. I don't even care. <laughs> yeah, I, I, man, I wanted to gain some ground this week, but I can't. Yeah. <laughs> These Adam, games are all so lopsided that that I can't. I mean, yeah, I'll probably gain one on Adam because he's. I, I don't know why he picked the Falcons. I don't. Yeah. But uh, Adam, Adam also got the Bucks in this one. All right, Panthers, Cardinals. Okay. <laughs> You know who I'm taking with PJ Walker starting. <laughs> yeah, the Panthers have fallen off a cliff because Sam Darnold can't run into the end zone willy-nilly yeah. anymore. Um, yep. Easy Cardinals win. Mm. Quick, quick tidbit: Cam Newton having a meeting with the Panthers today. Ooh, that could be fun. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't hate that. That'd be cool. Is Kyler playing this weekend? Uh. Cardinals are taking it day by day. Okay. Yeah, Cole McCoy like good enough anyway. Yeah, exactly. No, no need to rush it. We have our bye week in three in two weeks. Like, just it's okay. It's okay. Um, Vikings Chargers in the next game. This is probably the best game of the week. I'm gonna go with the Vikings in this one. They've lost some tough games, but you know, Chargers they haven't looked great. I'm taking the Vikings. Yeah, the Chargers are. Tra- have you all? Have you seen Kirk Cousins' numbers this year? Yeah, they're really good. They're insane. Dude, he's yeah. <laughs> 16 TDs, two picks. He's insane. I had no idea. He's been he's been lighting it up. And the Chargers are a defense that is capable of getting lit up. Yes. And Dalvin Cook on the ground. Let's not forget about that. The Chargers run defense is garbage. Worst run right. defense in the league. Yes. And it's, it may be a whitewash. Eagles, Broncos. Ah, wait. Adam also has the Vikings. Just saying. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. My bad, Adam. <laughs> Eagles, Broncos. Uh, I'm gonna take the Eagles. I think this is the first week that I'm actually taking the Eagles this year. So I you're genuinely welcome. think it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's you can't pick them against the 0 and 8 Lions, but yeah. <laughs> you can pick them against <laughs> Super Bowl contender Broncos. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming both you guys have the Eagles. I know Adam does. I'm split on this game, but. I do think that the Eagles have finally started to find a formula for success. Yeah. Um, the Broncos pass offense does scare me a little bit because the Eagles don't blitz. I don't know <laughs> yeah. why it's, it's kind of an anomaly, but I'm gonna take the birds because yeah. I have confidence in Jordan Howard and Nick Sirianni to get the job done. I honestly forgot Jordan Howard was in the league until last year or last I week. <laughs> most people did yeah um seahawks packers i'm taking the packers and rogers is going to be that back this week and even if he's not i mean yeah russell wilson will be back but i the seahawks they're just not a very good team man i wish i i wish there was like a way to confirm i'm going to take the seahawks here okay 
It's not confirmed Rodgers is back this week, is it? No. It's not confirmed that Wilson is back this week. It is. It is? Yes. He Ooh. will be back this week. Easy. I'm taking this. I'm taking the Seahawks. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep, 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 yep. All right. Both you and Adam are taking the Seahawks. I got the Packers. All right. All right. Next up. Hold on. My phone went a little wonky there for a sec. Next up, we have Sunday night Raiders Chiefs. Yeah, I'm taking the Chiefs in this one. The Raiders just have too much shit going on. Chiefs. You know how I've been saying for like eight weeks that the Chiefs are going to have a statement game? Yeah. Statement game. (laughs) 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 This one's for real. Um, Okay. All right. I think everyone's been doubting the Chiefs. And they're like, I like I said, my power rankings, they're five and four despite playing like hot garbage. I think this is going to be a statement. Yeah. Who who does that have here? Adam also has the Chiefs. Jesus Christ. There's going to be, I think there's maybe one or two games that can be made up this week. Um, Yeah. Rams Niners. (laughs) Me and Adam both have the Rams. There's, I mean, do I I need to make an argument why I also have the Rams? Because you really don't. (laughs) I mean, Colt McCoy. Just just wallop the 49ers. Colt McCoy. Um, Division games are always tough, but... Not this division game. (laughs) Ooh. Actually, I've changed my mind. Don't do it. I'm going to take the 49ers for two reasons. Three reasons. Division game. Niners are at home. Rams are on primetime. Matt Stafford on primetime. I don't care. The Rams are the better team. The 49ers stink. Sometimes you got to look at past the past the theme. Trap All right. Well, you can you can lose your uh, your lead in the standings. That's okay. It's okay. I've made it up elsewhere. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So now on to winners and losers as we wrap up. Mm-hmm. Um, who have you got as your winner of the week? Now? My winner of the week. I'm going to go with the Washington Wizards, actually. Uh, Wizards currently sitting at number one in the Eastern Conference somehow, some way. Uh, you know, I've been a Wizards fan for 20 years. I know what pain feels like, but this is, uh, this is what jubilation feels like. The Wizards winning basketball games. It doesn't happen a lot. Uh, Kuzma's look great. Beal, obvious monster. Um, you know, it's just a lot of depth on this roster for the first time ever. <laughs> And Wizards are playing well, and I really like Wes Ansel Jr. I think he's going to be a really good head coach. So, winner of the week, Washington Wizards. I'll hate you on that. I mean, another thing, Montrez Harrell has been yes. fantastic for them. He's yeah. been – I'm glad that he – L.A. was not a good fit for him. He needs to, yeah. to be his own guy a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and I think he's got a chance to do that, which is great. I'm going to stay in the NBA. And the, my winner of the week technically didn't win a game this week. Mm. But I'm going to go with the Sixers okay. um, because despite all the garbage with Ben Simmons, despite four of their starters being out for COVID, they have looked good. Yeah, they have. I mean, every single player on this team is playing hard and they played two close games against Eastern Conference contenders o- over the last two games without four starters. Yeah. I mean, Noah. They were in the fourth quarter of both of those games. Think about how much different people were talking about. Oh, their fourth quarter offense wasn't very good. No shit. They didn't have four of their starters. <laughs> Listen, the Sixers, they've looked very good. And just, you know, like you said, despite everything that's going on, they still seem like one of the best teams in the East. So props to them. I'll see them live and in person tonight at Wells Fargo, by the way. Oh, fun. Yeah. Okay. Should be a good game for yeah. Scotty Barnes, Fred Van Vliet, and the Raptors. I'll probably very, be very drunk somewhere in Tel Aviv, so <laughs> <laughs> let me know. <laughs> Will do. Uh, loser of the week, who have you got? There's a lot of options to choose from here. <laughs> there, There is a lot of options, but I'm just going to go with Roger Goodell. I mean, just everything that's been going on, one with the Raiders, with Washington football team, with the fines. We talked about it, obviously, but Roger Goodell – Loser of the week. I mean, you guys know why. <laughs> we don't normally double down on winners and losers of the week. Yeah. 
but I'm 100% with you. It's Roger <laughs> Goodell. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. Roger Goodell is the loser of the week, month, yeah. year. I don't care. He's doing a terrible job running one of the easiest leagues to run. I know. <laughs> I mean, like, it's not hard. You divide up all the revenues every year. You make a couple of rule amendments, and you watch them play. It's yeah. not hard. Do your job. He's a terrible commissioner. I'm sober in charge. See what he would do. <laughs> back back to our first ever episode. Adam or Adam Silver, commissioner of all sports. Deep call back there at the end of the episode. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll leave y'all with that. There's a possibility of a guest coming on next week, um, which should be exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Um, but until then, enjoy the games. Enjoy whatever other non-football games that you're watching. I'm going to be watching some NBA games, including the one in person. Oh, watch some uh, Israeli Hockey League if you get the chance. Give Noah <laughs> some support out there. I appreciate um, it, but, you know, our, our league doesn't start until June, so... <laughs> Don't watch the Israeli Hockey League right now. It's not on TV. <laughs> we'll leave you all with that. Have a good rest of your days, and we'll catch you on next week on Cross Coast Sports.